Hi, and welcome to the Inside Scoop, Advantage College Planning's podcast. I'm Lindsay Ringenbach, Director of College Consulting with Advantage College Planning, and joining me today is my colleague, Gina Wilner. Hey, Gina. Hi. Gina and I are going to spend some time today talking about the essential elements of the high school transcript. She and I recorded a webinar earlier this week where we talked about how selective college admissions offices review transcripts. And so we really dissected it and talked about the nitty gritty details. And so we thought we'd share that conversation and snippets of what we talked about during the webinar on today's podcast. So Gina, um, you started by talking about the most important element of the transcript. What is it? Yes. So first of all, the transcript is incredibly important in the college admissions process because that's the document that reveals the student's course selection to the admissions office. And so the key piece that the admissions offices are looking for on that transcript is going to be the rigor, the level of challenge, the level of rigor of the courses that the student completed from ninth through 12th grade. And we really encourage students to think about increasing that level of rigor over time throughout the span of high school, using the options that are available to them at their individual high school. We really find time and time again that the level of rigor on those transcripts really is the most important factor in the admissions decision that the student ultimately receives from the college. So we also really encourage students to be strategic about their rigor. So we want students to push themselves where it's appropriate. And so it's important for students to think about what are the content areas that they really enjoy? What are the subjects that they're the strongest in? And then make thoughtful choices to increase the challenge academically and in depth of thought in those specific content areas to show that really strategic growth over time. Another, oh, go ahead. When you and I work with students, I kind of feel like this is exactly the message that we share with them about creating that like four-year plan. Um, Is there like particular pieces of advice that you give to students when thinking about, you know, how to be strategic about that rigor? Yeah. So the one piece, the first piece is just thinking about your, think about your own areas of strength in your own areas of interest, right? So um, if there's a class that you have been really struggling in just to, to earn a B, then maybe that's not the best class to think about um, stepping up and, and doing for AP. But if there's a class that is a content area that you really enjoy, you work hard, you're earning an A in, a, in an honors level, then, okay, it's time to step it up. What's the next level of rigor that your school offers? Another thing to keep in mind are your future goals. So mm-hmm. If you're someone who already is thinking about what you might want to major in, maybe you think you might want to major in engineering, for example, when you're choosing your courses, in addition to rigor, you also need to make sure that you're um, creating opportunities in your transcript to have the courses that colleges will be looking for if they're evaluating your your transcript for an engineering program. That's going to be those high-level math and science courses, right? So you you really need to have calculus. You really need to have physics. Um, that That's going to help make your application stand out. So we hear mindful of those courses as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every admissions office, when a student is applying to those selective 
engineering programs are telling us, yeah, the student needs to have advanced math. They need to have that advanced science. So I love that tip that you're giving to students about planning ahead, about being really mindful about their future goals. I love that. That's really great. Yeah, as, as much you don't, there doesn't need to be this immense pressure to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life by the end of ninth grade. But as you start to develop those interests, if you start to have those goals in mind, then yeah, it's it's really smart to make those strategic moves to put yourself in the strongest position when you apply. Oh, that's a good point. I had a student I was working with um, a few years ago who told me, yeah, that he discovered his interest in engineering when he was a sophomore and he wasn't on track to take advanced level math. And so he actually took a math course over the summer so that he was able to take calculus during his senior year. So he bumped it up and took that extra level and made the effort to do that because he realized, you know, like any normal teenager, you know, who thinks about what do I want to do? It's really hard to make those, those decisions, as you said, like in ninth and 10th grade. So knowing that you, you can take some steps to make it happen, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. One one last thing too about transcripts that sometimes comes up, students or parents will ask about uh, credit that was received in middle school that was a course that was completed at the high school level. Most often we see that in math or sometimes foreign language where students as early as seventh grade potentially could take a high school level class so if that's the case, then that that course and that grade would appear on that student's high school transcript and the college would see that, okay, this student took um, algebra one, for example, in eighth grade, and that would count. So when the when the college is reviewing the student's course progression and their their math exposure, they would see, okay, algebra one completed in eighth grade, but for high school credit. So that's another piece that would be revealed on that transcript. Yeah, and I think it depends on each high school on whether the grade is actually incorporated into the high school GPA. I think for a majority of our area here, you know, living in Raleigh, North Carolina, most of our public schools do not incorporate the grade into the high school GPA, but the grade is still reported on the transcript. Right. Yeah. Great. So. I was thinking more as you were talking about um, that course selection that I think a mistake that sometimes our students make is wanting to kind of back off a little bit senior year. And that's such um, a, a, a real detriment to them in the college application process because we know that the student senior schedule is one of the most important factors. You know, you hit the nail on the head talking about that rigor and the rigor of a student's curriculum being the number one factor. And that rigor really needs to continue all the way through senior year. It's definitely not the time to take the foot off the gas pedal at senior year. And I think this is something that that our students really struggle with. Do you see this a lot with the students that you work with, Gina? Do they kind of push back against you on this one? Uh, Yes. You know, I think that there's, for some students, there's this feeling of, The expectation is I work really hard freshman, sophomore year, junior year is really intense. That's my hardest year. It's the last year colleges will see. So then I can relax senior year. Most of my requirements have been met. I can kind of coast. Right. And (laughs) while their graduation requirements may be met by only taking one or two simple classes, that really is going to do them a disservice two ways when it comes to the college process. One will be 
that when the admissions officers see their transcript, they're going to see what the student took freshman, sophomore, junior year, and what they're enrolled in senior year. So they'll have that comparison, which may not may not be so favorable. And then the other piece is that high school is really the preparation ground for college. It's you're building your skills and you're growing that that brain muscle, right? And so if you all of a sudden take a whole year of just essentially relaxing right before you jump into the higher level, highest level of rigor you've ever experienced, which would be your freshman year of college, you're going to have a much harder transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I've read a study about that that showed that a student who finished as strongly as they could during the senior year and earned the strongest grades that they could during the senior year performed better freshman year than a student who took the time to kind of relax as we talked about and but who had stronger test scores so even the student with the lower test scores but the stronger senior schedule performed better in that freshman year of college and so i really think it's 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 a point that we just can't hammer home strongly enough that the senior schedule needs to be possibly, if possible, the most rigorous year of the student's um, time in high school. And I think that that is something that students don't always know and don't always <laughs> agree with, <laughs> but it's definitely a chance for them um, to, to stand out. And I think too, that when creating that four-year plan, being really thoughtful about that senior schedule, then prevents the opportunity to um, you know, create that slide, right? If you've planned it ahead of time, you know that the senior year is going to be the pinnacle, the peak, the apex of, of your high school experience, then you're more likely to create that plan and stick to it rather than students who just every year create their schedule without thinking more long-term about it. So I love that idea of really being thoughtful at the start of high school and planning ahead and knowing that it's not over until graduation day and really working towards that end goal and not the end goal of applying to college because it just doesn't finish at that point, at that point in time. Right, right. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good. So we've talked so far about the rigor of the curriculum and colleges look at that on the transcript. We talk about the senior schedule and how important that is. And that's on the transcript. What, what elements do you think we're missing here, Gina? What else is, is considered in this? Um, you know, thinking a little bit about still relating back to the, the course selection in the transcript, what are your thoughts on, you know, foreign language and courses like that, that maybe have a, a smaller number of requirements technically in order to graduate, but helping a student be competitive in yeah. the process. I, I usually recommend to my students that if they're, they're doing well in a foreign language to take the third year, if possible, if that fits in their schedule. Is that something? Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I totally agree. I think the minimum being the third year, and then if the student does have an interest in foreign language continuing on for that fourth level or maybe even that advanced level. But yeah, I think oftentimes what we see across the board is that graduation requirements in foreign language are fairly minimal. And, you know, when students want to compete at a high level and they're competing nationwide against their peers, they really need to be thinking about taking beyond just their graduation requirements. And and foreign language, yeah, that always does seem to be the sticking point. It's like, okay, 
let's, let's keep going with this. And so many colleges require foreign language in college. And so I often tell students, you know, just keep it going so that you don't have to start over and don't have to, you know, plan from the beginning. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a good point. So we didn't talk at all about grades. Let's kind of talk a little bit about that big point on on the high school transcript and and lead us into that that conversation that we had about grades. Yeah, absolutely. So it's important to know that you know the grades are are going to be the the piece obviously that the admissions office is looking at. Um, and so understanding what document the admissions office is looking at and what grades they actually see when they're making their decision w- is helpful. That's really empowering knowledge to have for the student and their family. And I point that out because a lot of times there's some confusion around that. Students and families receive report cards or here in Wake County area of North Carolina, students are able to log into a, an online system and see their grades. But in that system, students see more than just their final grade. For example, students can see their quarter grades. In some high schools and more private schools, teachers might write a narrative about the student and, and provide more information about the student's performance in each class that semester, that year. When a student applies to college, the transcript that the college receives does not include any of that information. Typically, the transcript will just include the final grade in the semester or in the year for the course and the number of credits earned. So it's it's helpful for students to understand exactly what they will be um, reviewed on in in terms of that document. And so we usually encourage students to ask for an unofficial copy of their transcript around the end of junior year, usually around June here in this area is when those grades get added to the transcript. And so at the end of junior year, the student can request an unofficial copy so they and their family can see the transcript and see exactly what the college will see. Um, to give them that understanding. That's a great point. I really wish that that was an easier document to access. I Mm -hmm. often, you know, will tell students, especially again in our area and schools that use that software system of PowerSchool, of, you know, trying to help them to understand that what you see in PowerSchool is not translated to what the college admissions office reviews. It's actually just those final grades. And I think that students don't realize that until later on in the game. And maybe they think, well, I had a really good, you know, second quarter grade. And so a college is going to see how I killed it during that second quarter. Um, But, you know, then I bombed the final exam. And so my, you know, final grade is really terrible. That's like, well, that second quarter grade is not going to show up anywhere. They're not going to know that you mastered that material at that time. Yeah, so I think it is really important for students to see what a college admissions office is really going to see by asking for that unofficial transcript. I wish it were just right in front of them all the time. No, <laughs> and just yeah, so they can keep track and just have just have that knowledge and be easy to check in on. Would be really yeah, great. Exactly. Yes. I yeah. often oh go ahead. Yeah, yeah. go for it, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just going to talk about Cumulative GPA versus individual grades. Yeah, perfect. Um, Because 
I think too, just like there's some confusion around exactly what the college admissions office sees, I think that there's also first, I know for the students I work with, there just seems to be a really big focus on the GPA, the cumulative GPA, and less concern about individual course grades over time. And I think that's another area that students really need to shift their focus on. So colleges definitely will look at the cumulative GPA, but they're going to spend a lot more time looking at the individual grades that the student has earned in his or her classes over that ninth through 11th grade span. And one thing they'll look for are grade trends. So they'll look to see, do the students' grades, in addition to that rigor increasing, are the students' grades also holding steady or increasing? Or are they, as the rigor goes up, are they having a harder time meeting that challenge? And maybe there's a downward grade trend. That would be something that would be concerning where an upward grade trend is more positive. It's not uncommon for a student in freshman year to maybe struggle a little bit with the transition from eighth to ninth grade and maybe get a couple of lower grades and then seek out some extra help, get some study skills back in place and then have grades increase from there on out. So that would be an upward trend. Um, Colleges are also going to look at the specific courses that the student has taken if that is a school that admits by major and a student is interested in a specific major. So again, I'll just use engineering. You know, they're going to be really looking at not only what was the level of rigor of those math and science classes, but what grade did the student earn in those classes? Because they know in a competitive engineering program, just to be in the arena, to be considered as a, a possible um, admitted student in that field, you have to really have the rigor and be at the top of your game because in order to be successful in that program, you're going to need that skill set. So that's another thing that that schools will be looking at. And so the grade, the GPA matters, but the individual courses and the grades that create the GPA are just not if if not more important. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I I think that that kind of helps students to realize that they will be rewarded for their strengths. You know, that even if their overall GPA isn't as strong as they'd like it to be, the the strengths and the achievements that they've had in courses that they should feel really proud of, I think that feeling and knowing that the admissions office is going to be focusing on that, I think that helps them to kind of feel more confident as they go into the admissions process, that it's not just about that bottom line GPA. It's really about grades over time and getting to school and showing up and doing the work day in and day out. That's really what matters in this whole process. Absolutely. Yeah. Really important. Great. Cool. Well, Gina, I feel like we kind of covered everything um, that's focused on, on the transcript when a selective college is reviewing it. So is there anything else that that we should add or anything else that you could think of that um, that we should share with our listeners? Um, I, nothing else specific is standing out. I would say if they they want some more information, they can they can let us know or we're happy to help. But I think we covered we covered all of it. Yeah, I agree. Great. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us again on the Inside Scoop. Stay tuned for future podcasts. Thanks, Gina. Thank you.